Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Welcome to the Asia Tech Podcast. I'm Gustavo Liu, and this is Pitch Tech Asia. Well, now I'm with Harith Bakri. Um, he's all the way from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Welcome, Harith. Hey, thanks. And thanks. This is your second time back yeah, in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Back mm -hmm. then was like July. Yeah, it was July. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. We are doing this whole series of uh, follow-up um, mm -hmm. with a lot of the startups that we interview back. Mm -hmm. um, and you were you spoke to Graham yeah, that's back right. in July, right? Yeah. How was that first experience like? Well, it was like my first live interview. It was like, I'm quite nervous. Was it nerve-wracking? Yeah. yeah, I was quite <laughs> nervous. Yeah. It's good experience. Yeah, it, definitely, it definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, like, I think... Having that very early, you know, by the time you go on stage and, and you, you do pitch, right? You still have to yeah. meet investors and yeah, all of that. Right. It's sort of, this is a little bit less nerve-wracking than sitting in front of the VCs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> this is actually Cousin Stone and you could be able to go <laughs> back and see it on yeah, YouTube. So, yeah. um, But uh, welcome. Amazing mm -hmm. to have Thanks. you. Thanks. I saw your um, recording with Graham, mm -hmm. um, learned a lot about you. When I'm excited to find out more. Mm -hmm. about yeah. you know your journey to entrepreneurship Definitely. especially because first you're not from singapore right yeah. um and you do fly back and forth um from KL to here which is isn't that far but secondly because you are very young mm -hmm. you are like one of the younger sort of entrepreneurs that we've I've, I've actually interviewed on the show um i do work with a lot of entrepreneurs here in singapore um and in different parts of the world um i think our youngest founder is around 16. So yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. and you yeah. started your business around fifteen, isn't it? No, we study, but I initially did programming first at yeah. fourteen, and then while well, I code apps on that, I learned through business and marketing all that. Yeah, yeah. And then at at some point, because you said you you founded a different business before mm -hmm. this one, mm -hmm. and um and that entire sort of journey is sort of brought you to where you are today. Yeah. And how long have you been running Gala Space now? Uh, it's almost a year, actually. About a year, yeah. okay. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see. So what what happened this past three months? Um, so yeah, we were working along um, with my first interview with Graham. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pre-launch. Yeah. Yeah. So so just like telling about the... The uh, features, features and the, that, the yeah. journey and yeah. the why, um, mm -hmm. and a little bit recap for our audience who yeah. are listening. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you all who haven't heard it, that was a great recording. Go back and re and listen to that one right after this one. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what what Gala Space is. Um, so yeah, Gala Space is an event marketplace. So we want to make it a one-stop center. Uh, so in short, it's like Airbnb for events. So you want to like uh, organize events. That's always an event venue, event services like event catering, photographers, or even like a performing live bands. So you can just connect with them in just one platform. It's, it's quite like easy. a marketplace for yep. events. Yeah, yep. it's a uh, marketplace. Yeah, yep. and there's a huge demand now, obviously, because especially with the growing sort of uh, trend of creating co-working spaces, mm -hmm. um, and as well as um, sort of companies are realizing that they do need to reach out to the community. Mm -hmm you serve sort of like a, a middle um, gap. You're solving for a gap where you connect those events, locations, the service providers with um, all of those companies that want to benefit from hosting events themselves. Mm -hmm. We we host events a lot um, at, at, in, my, in my company at the Hungry Lab. And essentially, 
um, bringing content to a lot of these co-working spaces and office spaces, really there is value. One of the biggest challenges that we find is that there's, we do everything by ourselves and it's extremely tedious and repetitive. So be able to find somewhere um, like Gala Space and use it, which mm -hmm. I will start using it. I'm glad that the solution is for you. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes our lives a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And I just had a look as well um, how, how the how how um, frictionless, how easy you've you've created the website to be. Um, how has this past three months sort of changed? Has the business changed? Has there been any sort of iteration on the on the system? Um, so yeah, actually, there's like um, like few changes. Um, the team change. Okay, talk, yeah. let's talk about their team. How did that so, happen? So, um, two of our co the core founder um, left because we didn't see it fit between among us each other. So we came up with a new new member, which are more towards like more experience. Back then, was how many of you? Uh, four, definitely four. There were four yeah, at the so, at the time, yeah. and now it's three. Four, four, four again. It's still four. Yeah, and two of the two of them were um, swapped. Yeah, swap. Okay. Yeah. So the the new team is much more experienced. Um, it's much more committed. What sort of skills have they brought on to the? So team? yeah, um, two of our members. One is uh, still studying actually, but he has been working in the financial industry quite some time. Mm -hmm. And then um, one is like a um, real CTO. Has been working for for about more than ten years. So Are you a programmer by your background, right? So, yeah, so I am yeah. a computer science student also. Okay. Yeah. Um, so your CTO right now is more like the software engineer. Yeah, he understands yeah, more the, yeah. the architecture of yeah. the technology. So he's been working for a big data company in, in Singapore also, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he has like more than 10 years of experience. Yep. Um, and then um, you are, so your role has it shifted? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. How that has it evolved from since July? Because back then it were four people as well, but mm. then it was a different skill set, yeah. right? So your the the demand for your for what you needed to do, um, what was it, and and how has it changed till now? So yeah, um, we, with the new CTO came in, it was like quite, uh, quite mind blowing for me because uh, why has been given the advice, all this kind of um, you know, experience that he shared, it's quite a lot. Uh, initially it was like. It was a lot for me to to digest it, yeah. and then after a while, I have to really get myself to really prepare on what the things that need to be done if mm -hmm. the product's done also. Yeah. So I have to to shift my part into community building. Yeah. Yeah. And to like um brand partnership. So you didn't have the focus wasn't community building yeah. back then. So initially it was um product management. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, like that adds on to like the whole sort of um, acquisition for customers, right? Mm -hmm. Being out there in the yeah. public, it's why you eventually realize you needed to to be playing at. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How can you talk to you a, a, a little bit because this this is so important? Like understanding the importance of community, it's it takes a mind shift. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with many entrepreneurs where founders which essentially started off thinking about the product. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, it takes a realization that it's beyond building the product. It's about building everything that surrounds the product. Yeah. And it's essentially the community, which mm -hmm. is, takes a whole different set of skill yeah. sets. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? So yeah, I think you could see in the real life business is that you know, Uber and Grab, they, they've been completing for a while in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So what, what Grab took uh, uh, for the step is that they know the culture 
of uh, Asian culture, actually. Yeah. So initially, like, I was like Grab, uh, Grab user since 2014, and I do not have my credit card until I reach 18. Yeah. So this is one of the, uh, the constraints that Uber had to face. They were not really prepared to to face the culture yet. So with that, I could see what needs to be done and what we need to prepare also. Yeah. To be to get in touch with the people first. So it's not it's not about it's not about uh, sales first. It's about people and community first. But uh, uh, beyond that is also the network effect, right? Yeah. yeah if you sure. had just built a platform and expected mm-hmm. that people would come without take into consideration that having that network effect of what community platforms are, are, are a bit, have that capacity to to keep getting the people engaged, then the platform is finds it very hard to sustain itself. Mm. Whereas that com- continuous engagement of yeah. a community, is, it, it, you can't replace that. Yeah. And that interest, you know, you have to keep throwing. So it kind of becomes like, instead of just building a single marketplace platform, you kind of have to start creating content. You have to start getting information and mm-hmm. and and um, material that the community will be interested in. Mm-hmm. How has that journey been? And, and has it, you know, has it been challenging? Um, I would say... Um the challenge part is to get uh the what's called uh we've been actually organize, uh interviewing several organizers yeah um such as StatX, HackerX, and also um, Startup Weekend. They've been they've been they have been sharing um I've been interviewing them. Mm-hmm. So they've been sharing about their experiences and all that. So from the customer side, I mean from the user side, they're able to see what's like to organize events and all that. And I see that um content marketing is quite it's quite necessary and quite um, imperative. And it's kind of hard to, to acquire, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. And how have you guys gone about to acquire that for as, a, as advice to, <laughs> to startups that are yeah. trying to build communities? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, actually we've been going through offline marketing, which yeah. is going to events by events. So we like spread a word about what our platform is. And in exchange for that, we also kind of like a bit of uh, free marketing for them also. Yeah. So... We actually interviewing them in the real time, yeah. and then the the organizers will share, uh, will share about the interview, and they will get, uh, we get the free publicity also, yeah. because they've been quite influential. It's like, like leverage multiplier yeah, effects. Yeah, Essentially, right. you like they they come with your mm-hmm. in, with you guys, and and you guys also like get you you yeah. know use that much will benefit. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And well, and and that strategic partnership is just very important. It's sort of like a barter exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, but then both uh, both of your platforms will benefit from it. Yeah, a community I would say is probably one of the hardest for people to realize, especially when you're going to the B two well B two B two C. Yeah. And okay. that is where you guys are sort of target, targeting, mm. right? The B two B two C. The have you identified what are the, some of the pain points that people are looking at? Because and what what keeps them engaged in in communities? Um. So firstly, is that you know B two C we actually can't really target mass mass market uh, mass, yeah. mass market yet because we like we need to find a core um core customer the early adopters. Yeah. So we we need to uh so our suitable. Uh, early adop- adopters of students. Okay. So I, uh, so you know, I I see the the real life experience that that, that I went uh, in high school, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, we we had to go tuition, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is that for like uh, one to five group tuition. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that is the location. Yeah. So this is one of the pain points that uh that that we we able to to discover. 
and it's going to be a continuous for uh, for for these tutors to, f- to be on our platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the B2, so that's the B2C yeah. front. What about the B2B? Um the B2B is quite difficult for us actually. Because you have to, there's yeah. always a supply and there's yeah. a demand yeah. side, right? So the demand you're talking about is the students going mm-hmm. to the tuition. Yeah. But then you've got the supply side, which is essentially the guys that are yeah. putting all the courses, the mm-hmm. modules and teaching. Yeah, um, for the B2B, it's quite it's quite a challenge for us because we need to really uh, be our repo and we need to get uh, you know, connections. Connections and, yeah. and it's all by going through by referral. And, yeah. and at our stage, it's quite, it's quite a challenge for us. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so right now you're sort of looking for um, people and organizations that are able to yeah. help you with that, mm-hmm. with with that aspect, true, right? True. Okay, um, let's look a little bit uh, at your at your deck. Um, so right now, Gala Space, you, um, it's an events, it's categorized as an events planning. Yeah, it's a digital events mm-hmm. planning. And these, you know, the the problems that you guys you went through, and that hasn't changed since July. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, what has changed, however, is the way that you implement your solution. The mm-hmm. solution is still is the same, right? Mm-hmm. The, but it's the way that you draw the sort of crowd around mm-hmm. to yeah. utilize mm-hmm. your your solution. Um, so right now, your first to go market, where is it? Is it Malaysia or Singapore? Singapore first. It's Singapore yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. So you use this in Singapore. Um, where is your team based? Um, actually, we are, our office address is at um, SUTD. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are resident mentors at SUTD. Huh. Um, that, yeah. yeah uh, the Hungry Lab is, yeah. is the resident mentor there. So next time I'm at yeah, SUTD, sure. we should um, yeah. Yeah, let's meet up. Yeah. yeah. There's I think there's a beer place also. <laughs> uh, so just for the benefit of our audience, um, can you just um, sort of run through how how it works. So yeah, um, you know it's like Airbnb, yeah. but but we wanted to make it smooth and all that because you know organizing events it's quite hard, uh, and and it takes um weeks of planning also. So yeah. you, you know, so if you want to like organize a birthday party, just search a location, uh, proper location. Yeah, and then you know, uh, what type of event that you want to organize, then search, and then uh, then you could see the listings and all that. Yeah. yeah. Now nowadays I've seen a lot of marketplaces um mm-hmm. for different solving for different problems mm-hmm. um and I think the one that you are solving is gen- definitely a, a very real problem yeah. um and it's essentially can I get the aggregate of what is and more visibility of what is in the market so that I can make a more sound decision mm-hmm. before I commit to an agreement, right? And in the events space, that is that is that is very real because events cost. You need to justify, especially for companies, whether you will have to, you know, for every dollar you spend, mm-hmm. are you getting the type of um, outcome that yeah, you expect? That right. yeah. yeah, and that is essentially what you guys want to solve with the yeah. events company. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that it's been extremely um, challenging getting onboarding the the sort of B two B B two B. What are some of the challenges that you're facing? Um, so the challenge is that they don't want to attain us. Uh, okay, that's the first thing. Yeah, and then second, uh, we don't have the proper portfolio yet because because we are still new yeah. and it's like a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. So this is one of the things that we had to face. Uh, we are currently facing. So the best way to escape from from chicken and egg is B two C, B two C. Yeah. Yeah. So build your portfolio first, build a community, and then you once you have the number, you have the data. 
then um, the B2B will see value yeah, in you yeah, and they will essentially right. come yeah, in. Right. But again, it's a chicken and egg thing because if you if you see, doesn't see that there is, um, you know, the supply, there's no supply at all mm-hmm. coming on here. It's mm-hmm. just a, like a discussion forum. Yeah. So you don't want to end it up like a, just a, like a discussion forum. Yeah. You want them to actually utilize because mm-hmm. that is where you make money, right? Um, how, what is your revenue model? So yeah, um, we actually have like three ways of revenue model, which is uh, 5% as we organize events for them. Mm-hmm. Let's just say events are one of the events. It's quite complex and all that. So we're going to like uh, gain gain uh, commission from it also. Yeah. And then also um, sponsored listings. Yeah. It's like, you know, sponsored, uh, the listings will be in the paritize in the, it's like uh, when it first come up and you could see it. And then um, lastly is like commission from vendors. So first time transaction is 10%, follow up will be seven. Yeah, okay. So we get we get uh, 7% each from each vendors. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at what stage is the company right now? Are you guys already monetizing or this is um, a revenue model that you, you plan to implement? Uh, we're actually currently implementing that actually. It's already implemented. Yeah. So everybody who sign- goes on the system and starts to utilize, they would yeah. be... Um, so they, they will be aware them. of this kind of uh, revenue model that we are seeking. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, as the what is the traction so far? So currently, we don't really have that much of traction right now, mm-hmm. especially in the customer base. But what about the community area? So um, we actually already have about 30 vendors. Okay. So mostly from event services, mm-hmm. such as uh, we already have like invite, uh, MCs performing live arts bands, yep. uh, food catering and all that. Yep. And service the space. vendors yes. and all that, yeah. yeah. And they, they essentially have want to have a bigger pipeline of yeah. potential customers, mm-hmm. right? So they want to reach out to, to more customers and utilize it as well. Are you, I'm also curious, like, is the system able to help these service providers and the vendors to sort of identify their pricing? Where do they stack amongst competition? Mm-hmm. Um, how do they compare amongst other similar type of service providers? Actually, um, you know, it's, um, uh, one of my part, uh, co-founder had a meeting with several uh, vendors is that the pricing factor so we kind of like um, they have to to implement um, competitive pricing yep yeah. so you will actually feedback to the vendors themselves mm-hmm. and saying look you know across the board one of the reasons why you're not getting that much business is mm-hmm. because I mean pricing is one yeah. right? but it could be other factors like mm-hmm. because you're not providing the service do you think that as an MC if you're just only doing like tech events, for example, would you be open? There seems to be more on the, I don't know, uh, cr- you know, like the manga yeah. um, <laughs> cosplay yeah. space, right? Yeah. Can 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 you cross that and like start exploring that? Do mm-hmm. you actually give feedback to the to the vendors? So yeah, um, some of the vendors, such as the food catering, they they able to to open much more more perspective in how they can expand yeah. their business. It's like yeah. if you're if you're doing um. Chicken curry, yeah. like you need to start doing more fish head curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, then on the community side, um, how is the traction so far? Um, so yeah, um, we actually like um develop um Facebook group. Yeah, so for event planners, so we're gonna like invite event planners to share their tips, um, and how they can so write blogs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh also like how they can save costs and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I find this fascinating because I we work with a couple of marketplaces, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like if, if for lack of a better word, right? It's like a skyscanner or a Airbnb or Hotel.com 
for um, a particular segment need, mm. and in your case, it's like events. So essentially, instead of going on Skyscanner and look, looking for like the cheapest ticket available for that particular date and particular um, um, sort of times time that you want to fly, you're essentially able to aggregate all of that data for vendor suppliers for events. Mm. Um, we've we've and, and very similar to your business model, we work for another company in the U.S. where they do for wedding planning. And they just focus on wedding planning. Um, I think in Singapore, there's definitely a huge demand for having more visibility because you just never know. Yeah. Where I mean, even you know, setting up, um, ordering like those little gifts. I was at an event yesterday, um, and they were just they left gifts on your table. Um, for every person, but then like how tedious it is today to go and procure for those products so that you have that. And then they had an MC. I wouldn't know because we moderate all of our events, but like if I was to go and look for a moderator, I wouldn't know where, like I would probably Google on like Gumtree or or, or classif- some yeah. form of classifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, be able to aggregate that data and and it's essentially about making better decisions. How has the public sort of, um, and, and during your marketing um, sort of to the public, how have they sort of welcomed the, the platform? So yeah, um, initially, um, we, I so target students actually, because it's the- It's still like the education yeah. sector. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's the best way and also the cheapest way that I could, I could reach out to. Yeah. Uh, which sector of students? Because students is everything from like kindergarten also, to like- uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like masters yeah. and PhD. Mm-hmm. So I would say uh, specifically I get to uh, university students because I'm in st- I'm in university also. Mm-hmm. So um, when I pitch to them because um, they have a subject called curricular activity, so they have like kind of like uh, have to organize events mm-hmm. such as charity, sports, or anything. Yeah. So this is one of the pin uh, pinpoints that uh, the students have to carry out. And to address that issue is that. I, I pitched to them and they've been really, really open to this kind of things. Yep. It's just that one, obviously the student costs, you know? Yep. Yeah. So the cost is actually the problem for the students, but, but also what we're trying to solve also, trying to make things affordable. Yeah. yeah. Are you currently incubated under um, SUTD? No. No, but no. Like, are you part of the whole incubation, pro- like the innovation uh, entrepreneurship program? Yeah, I would say not, not me, but my co-founder is. Oh, he's yeah. a, he's part of that because yeah. you you mentioned SUTD and and they have a very robust, yeah. um, a very good resource sort of ecosystem there. Mm. They we have been part of the hackathon and everything, yeah. so it does make sense, right? Because one one of one thing is that SUTD itself geographically in Singapore is located all the way in near Expo, yeah, and so for a lot of um, students to make it all the way to the city. Um, for events and and all of that, that that it does become a, a somewhat of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And right now, has it, are you still part of SUTD or you're no longer part of SUTD? I'm not the student of uh, SUTD actually. I mean, like your co-founders. Uh, yeah, I'm still a student studying actually. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that is a great resource. Yeah. Um, be able to access to that university mm-hmm. uh, network. Um, and also, you know, if you can apply for that integration <laughs> program, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So a shout out to Kenneth. He might be listening to us mm-hmm. live, maybe not. Um, I'm still hoping to get him on, on yeah. live. Um, but yeah, so right now, um, 
you mentioned that um, the company, it's gone three months and some of the challenges you're facing, it's essentially trying to get um, more traction. of the supplier, yeah. more of the traction. Um, have you identified some of the strategies that you could go about getting traction? Yes, yes yeah. that's right. Um, and then going forward, how, um, what sort of um, resources are you looking for? Um, actually, we kind of like, uh, obviously, we are actually looking for funding also mm -hmm. to boost up our market uh, marketing and sales. Yeah. And we would like to expand also. You would like to expand, yeah. Uh, the team. Yeah. Um, and what sort of skill sets would you be looking for? I would say the ones who are more, more experienced in the events space industry, okay. events management. Yeah. yeah. What about community management? Yeah, is yeah, that probably we are looking something? for that one too? Yeah, because mm. I think event space and and community management they sometimes could go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and having somebody who has who who has that experience mm. and that, that um that background, mm. it it will really help you to amplify both on the acquisition side, yeah. but also on the sort of onboarding of the supplier side, right? Um, your competitive advantage um is essentially. Um, the is frictionless, right? Yeah. You want to remove all of that easiness and getting that visibility. Um, it's extremely user friendly, but also I would say that it allows people to have a better decision whenever they want to add a. It's, it saves time, yeah. and that is that is essentially the more important thing. Um, how are you raising at the moment? Yes, that's right. Um, what are you raising, and uh, what sort of uh, investments are you uh, investors are you looking for? So. Uh uh, three months back, we are actually looking for 120k, which is uh, when my co-founder came in. Mm -hmm. So it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So we we amend to 250k. Oh, you raised 250. Yeah. Uh, we are actually raising to. You are raising 250 now. Decrease oh. to 50k, Singapore oh, dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were raising 130 back then when you were with Graham. Yeah, Graham. And now you are only raising 50k yeah. because of the your co-founders have managed yeah. to like help you to bootstrap a lot yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. What would you do with 50k? Mostly, yeah. Uh, according to the pitch deck, is that we all like like to to expand team, uh, get get more user acquisitions, uh, also try to build community also because building community is quite challenging. Mm -hmm. mm. How would you um, go about building that community? Because as as you've mm -hmm. been doing now, seems you be getting somewhat of a attention. Mm -hmm. um, and coming onto the show, obviously, we'll get more listeners to to come in. Um, um, would you be looking at hosting your events by any chance? Yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah. coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely coming soon. That requires yeah. a whole different skill set. Yeah. Um, I remember work, I, it doesn't come naturally for me. <laughs> Um, many years back when I had to host my own events, like I would be like, you know, pissing my pants before I go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, it's just so natural. I can do it on my sleep. Wow. And it's like training a different muscle. Yeah. Um, and we do events on, on you know, regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, I would actually like to see how we can work together on sure, events. Sure, sure. Um, I'm always looking for younger entrepreneurs who... Um, are coming into the ecosystem very early because that is when time is really by your side. You get a lot of time um, to to really, and, and then you have that drive, right? Um, as compared to somebody who is probably much, much, much older. Mm -hmm. um, the, that lack of drive and, and being jaded, it's probably not in their favor. Yeah. Um, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Mm, or was it really. accidental? Uh, I was, uh, at the age of 14, I wanted to be a footballer. Or something related <laughs> to football. 
because okay. I'm a massive football fan actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did I get into like programming? Mm. <laughs> Through a video, YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a YouTube video uh, called Code Stars, yeah. where they share about uh, Twitter CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, all talk about how coding could really change you. Yeah. And definitely changed me also. Okay. Yeah. So what's it? Changing what sense was it? Was there money on the back of your mind, or was no. it more like <laughs> change your life to be more like sort of programming? So uh, you know, uh, at the age of fourteen, I was like quite, you know, not really serious about anything. Actually, I didn't have any kind of purpose in life. Yeah. So with that video that I I watch, it changed every perspective in my life. Uh, such as that I become much more co- composed person. Um, obviously the money is still going around in my head also yeah. Uh, but yeah um, I'm able to gain I'm much more open-minded getting more listening more instead of uh, yeah. talking yeah well but one of the things about uh, being an entrepreneur is essentially be able to create things out yeah. of nothing solving problems yeah solving yeah. real problems and I think w- uh, there has been studies done over the years and it's shown that consistently um, successful entrepreneurs, they possess one common ability, which is essentially to identify problems in the world on a constant basis. I mean, some people call it being opportunistic, but I also believe that, and I am an entrepreneur, and I don't think it's being opportunistic at all. It's about seeing you really do want to solve a problem. And money, um, like what you said, yeah, it's somewhere in the back of your mind, but it's not so much about like how much millions you're gonna make yeah. in a couple of years, but it's more like how are you gonna sustain your business? Mm. Can you make enough to sort of take your, you know, your these particular ideas to the next level? And I think it's all about survival mode. Yeah. And that is where it's oftentimes um commonly misunderstood as being um opportunistic by a lot of people who aren't really inside the sort of entrepreneurial circle mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah. yeah um and you know right now i see that you've done quite a few other businesses in the past um you were a co-founder at calendario yeah that um, was my first app that i could yeah, yeah. um and then gala space and then now you create another one is teenage entrepreneur yeah. uh so i'm just a original uh chapter host so okay. just creating events actually yeah, yeah. I think it's very inspiring what you're doing, especially and oh, and you. is that part of the community that you're building? Mm, kind of like leverage both sides. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They they have to go hand in hand. Yeah. And when you're going towards the the student um space, a lot of them are living and trying to become do businesses yeah. and explore how to do because it it's so romanticized over the years, yeah. right? I would say um you know the reason why I I became a regional chapter host is that I. I, I actually would like to get the people like at my age to get off their comfort seat and yeah. do something that really they are passionate of. Yeah, and that's why I'm really trying to pursue that idea right now. Is uh, that how you onboarded your found your co-founders? <laughs> Not really. Um, different way actually, because so, they are much more older. Yeah, you they're older. Yeah, they're older than me. Okay, yeah. are they from the the people that were already working at the time when they joined you? Yeah, um, yeah, they are actually working in full time. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's really good as well that you were able to sell that vision and bring them on board with you. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Because now you are the VP of product and community community head for Gala Space. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your other co-founders' roles? 
Um, so yeah, we have like two, two co-founders, uh, three co-founders, inclu- uh, four, including me. So three of, uh, there are two of us who are more technical side. Mm-hmm. So mostly in programming, technical product development, and then one is, um, Kenzo Tan Junyong is the one that, that studies in SUTD. Yep. So he's been on the financial side. Yeah. I've been working in that. So, so he has to, to, uh, what's called? Uh, adapt to his new role, which is business development and marketing. Okay. So we kind of like learn new ish things every day about uh, about our role. Yeah. Yeah. And what about Ayman and uh, Max? So yeah, Max is the most experienced guy in the technical side. Um, he's been quite experienced in the startup ecosystem and entrepreneurship. So he managed to raise rounds, few rounds. Um, also. He's been really um, advising us how we can really get our business to step forward. And mostly it's like mentor plus uh, slash boss also sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And boss doesn't say like yeah. he takes the lead to yeah, like um, right. say which direction we yeah. should lead. And uh, with his number of experiences with DBS, UOB and OSIM, obviously he's had quite a fair amount yeah. of like, uh, yeah. yeah. And Ayman... So I met um we actually went to to high school. Okay. So he's, he's older than me also. Yep. Yeah. So uh he's been uh he's been really he's been working um in few companies in Malaysia. So I approached to him and said, why don't we just do as a side project first and then see how it goes. So he's been really involving in the front end and also back end into the development of the our platform. Yep. Yeah. Have you guys met any? Because always you mentioned that you are looking for a BD and a community builder. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about what would be the profile of that person for our listeners who are listening and might be interested to apply? So yeah, um, we actually, you know, um, the people that we are trying to seek out is the one who are quite experienced with the co-working space because mm-hmm. I see that co- most co-working spaces have really hired uh, community manager. Yep, and with that. With that role, they have experiences in managing events. Yeah. So both both uh, that role goes hand in hand also. So this is one of the people that we want to reach out. And would yeah. they come on as um, uh, staff or as one of the equity sort of um, early stage? Yeah, both sides are possible. Yeah. Both sides are possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, I might have some guys that I could recommend sure, to you because sure. we, we work quite a lot with mm-hmm. co-working spaces. Um, that is where we build that partnership. Yeah. Um, and they always want to look for events, opportunities. So to summarize, you are looking for 50,000 raise at this current early stage, very, very early stage True. C round. Yeah. And the profile of investor is somebody who will be able to open some doors for you. Yeah. Specifically in the sort of um, events, events, yeah. or, or organizations yeah. that throw events a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're looking for um, to hire somebody, um, well, hire or like a partner, right? Somebody yeah, partner. in. I would say partner. Yeah. Way. So it would be a combination of like equity or possibly like um, cash and equity. Mm-hmm. And um, what else are you looking? Um, Customers. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. always looking for customers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, could you give us a, a, a profile of, of a customers? Like, I know you talked about events, mm-hmm. but like, what would be a, a profile of a customer? Because events could expand from everything, really. Okay, so uh, actually, we our early adopters are uh, mostly the ones who are in the education, okay. um, the ones who are in the building events, uh, workshop, 
workshop um, organizers. So these are the people that we want to reach out because they hold events um, almost like uh, by my monthly event. Yep. So this is one of the people that we want to reach out. And this would seem to be uh, fit to us. But also we actually, um, the customers that we want to expand also our mass market. You can be someone who organize a informal birthday party, uh, weddings and all that. So it can be anything. Okay, yeah. so like events planner, like wedding planners yeah. and all that. Um, even a lot of like sort of entertainment yeah. um, venues, right? Yeah. They would have packages or, 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 or anything like that, but then yet they would have to have a good database yeah. of um, speakers, MCs true, and true. flower delivery yeah. and all of that. But yeah. at least now you're giving them an, an additional option. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, it's been great talking to you, yeah. um, Harith. And um, I would be looking forward to see if um, when you come on three months later onto the show, I <laughs> sure, see sure. how far you yeah. are at. Um, and it's, you know, it's great that you have decided to cut down on your race. One of the things that we often see is that people want to raise more and more and more and mm. more. But with every dollar you raise, you have more responsibility, yeah, right? So um, be able to really bootstrap in your first couple of year or month um, until you get to that, that growth rate, that growth level to command for higher valuation is gold. Because that will essentially determine how much equity is kept within the, the core organization. True. And I think a lot of startups today missed out on that because they keep thinking that they want to raise multi-million yeah. rounds, um, but then they end up giving up their entire sort of company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just have one more question before uh, we end. I know you already told our audience back then. So how can our audience reach you if they are interested in, in investing in you or come and work for you? So yeah, um, you can just call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, you can just re uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or any social media. I'll be open to that because I'm like yeah. uh, op uh, open to any anyone who are able to, to benefit both, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um and great. So this they would go into your LinkedIn, which is Harith um Bakri. Yep. Bakri. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did I pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Harith. It's been a pleasure talking yep. to you. And uh we will, yeah, let's yeah. virtually reach out <laughs> our hands to shake. Um and we will be back again shortly. Thank you so much. Okay. And this is Pitch Deck Asia. This is Gustavo. Mm -hmm. Thank you for Bye -bye. listening. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.